We'd like to thank our patrons, Ian Schneider, Jim Collison, Lori Schwartz, Wanda Lewis, and Amy Schindler. We could use your help. Become a patron of the North Omaha History Podcast for as little as a dollar a month. Head on over to NorthOmahaHistory.com slash podcast and click on the Patreon button. And uh, if you do that, we're going to give you a copy of the historical fiction thriller, Murder on Saddle Creek Road by Adam Fletcher Sassy. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. North Omaha has been home to several large mansions and estates, especially in its early years. Built in the grand tradition of wealthy families, they were intended to broadcast success and ensure comfort. These fine homes belong to real estate moguls, rich businessmen, old eastern inheritors that moved west. Some were elegant and restrained, uh, while others simply oozed money. None of these mansions were built to be accessible as they were all on uh, regal country estates. Tell us more, Adam. Well, Steve, I love to think about these mansions, but they also drive me crazy, and I'll tell you why. You know, North Omaha has this reputation today. Uh, people look at the the media, they look at all these different things that are going on in North Omaha and all they see is negativity. But when I was growing up, I heard these stories. I heard these tales about these enormous elaborate places. And then every now and then you drive by someplace and somebody would say, oh yeah, that's a mansion. It used to have this, that, or the other thing. And all of that grabbed my imagination and it stuck in there for 20 some years until I spent the last couple of years really conducting the research for my books on the North Omaha history series, volumes one, two, and three, and soon to come in volume four. One of the things that I learned about is that not only did these mansions used to lay all over North Omaha, but they actually, there's actually some that are still left. So I'm going to tell the story of 10 mansions in the next 10 minutes. And these 10 mansions, uh, I'm going to tell about five that stood and five that are still standing. And if anybody wants to learn more, just check out NorthOmahaHistory.com. I've tracked down 25 total. But let me tell you about the five that used to stand in North Omaha. And they really lay that foundation for what you just said, Steve. Early on, North Omaha was the provenance of the wealthy, the rich, the people who wanted to live out in the country and live away from the busyness of the city. They, they were fancy places. People would buy 10, 20, or even 10 or 20 acres, or even settle a um, homestead, 140 acres, and they'd put up a farmhouse. This was the case of what was originally called uh, the Maine, M-A-Y-N-E mansion, which became the John Reddick mansion, which became Reddick Hall, the first home of the University of Omaha. Reddick Hall sat on the corner of 24th and Pratt Streets, and it was a gigantic and opulent thing, Queen Anne style, with lots of East Lake kinds of details on it. That meant lots of stick architecture, you know, fancy lattice and different corn, uh, different crown elements and, and things that stuck out. There was a four-story tower on this gigantic mansion, sat in the middle of 20 acres originally. Well, originally sat in the middle of 140 because it started as a farmhouse. And then it was expanded on by Maine, who was actually a real estate mogul who helped Erastus Benson sell his property in the current neighborhood of Benson, which was once the village of Benson. 
Anyway, Maine lost his money, and he needed to sell quick, so he sold it to Reddick. Reddick was another real estate guy and a lawyer who had a whole lot of land around North Omaha and was a very wealthy man, and he wanted a mansion that would match his wealth. He lived there for about 20 years, uh, all the way into the 1890s when he passed away. His son, Oakes, inherited it. Oakes Reddick uh, actually named the entire subdivision north of the mansion after himself, and you can still look that up in the Douglas County Assessor's Office, and it says Oakes Reddick Subdivision. And Reddick went ahead, Oaks went ahead and sold it to the group of people who eventually started the University of Omaha. They held the first classes there, just like I explained in a previous podcast. And I encourage anybody to listen to that. Now, that was one mansion. Right across the street from that was another mansion owned by J.J. Brown. J.J. Brown was a rich businessman. He had a, he had a gigantic ranch in Wyoming and did all kinds of business around the western part of the United States. He built an Italianate mansion with a wide wrapping porch all the way around it. Eventually, that mansion in the 1890s was sold to a group of uh, Scandinavians, a group of Swedes, who opened the Swedish hospital there, um, the Swedish Mission Hospital. Uh, they added a third floor, and they had all kinds of patients come through for more than 20 years. That hospital was eventually sold to another group of Swedes who started the Swedish Covenant Hospital, uh, right at the same spot at 24th and Pratt. And that hospital operated into the 1930s when it was bought by the Salvation Army to become a home for un a hospital for unwed mothers. Uh, these folks ended up operating buildings there into the 1960s, uh, and then they were torn down and replaced. And today, there's still a Salvation Army, uh, Salvation Army home um, facility that's right there on the corner of 24th and Pratt that has its roots all the way back in the 1870s when that original mansion was built by J.J. McCreary. You know, another great mansion worth mentioning was the mansion of Alvin Jones. Uh, Alvin Jones was uh, Omaha's first mayor. He was Omaha's first postmaster who carried around the mail in his hat. When he became mayor, he became a rich businessman. And then after that, he operated in Omaha the rest, for the rest of his life. In the 1890s, he wanted a fine mansion. And so he had this opulent, brick, dark brick mansion built in the Coots Place neighborhood. When he died in 1906, Omaha's notorious madame... Anna Wilson bought it for herself. She lived there until her death in the 1910s. And when she died, she went ahead and willed it to the Omaha Old Folks Home. They were supposed to go ahead and put the Old Folks Home right in this beautiful, opulent mansion, big wraparound veranda, tall tower. There's some common characteristics in these Queen Anne-style homes. This one was Romanesque Revival, though, and it had nice light bands of uh, sandstone inside of these dark bricks, nice archway over the central window, these kinds of details. Uh, second floor porch, all kinds of just marvelous stuff. But the Old Folks Home Association turned it down. They took the million bucks that Anna Wilson, well, they, she gave them $100,000 and the mansion to upkeep the mansion. They took that money. They took that mansion. They sold the mansion. They took the money. They built a new home on uh, Fontenelle Boulevard that became a home that's still there today and is being operated still to this day. And you can learn all about that on NorthOmahaHistory.com. Another great mansion that was in North Omaha belonged to A.J. Poppleton. Poppleton was an early mogul in Omaha. Again, another lawyer who had one of the grandest libraries in the whole city when his mansion was built on North 16th Street. His mansion stood for a very long time uh, and definitely took up a lot of great space. Um, his wife lived there and then his kids. And, and it was in a really fancy neighborhood. It was in such a fancy neighborhood that there was another mansion right across the street from his. They belonged to Alvin Saunders. Alvin Saunders was the last territorial governor of Nebraska. He built 
another Italianate-style mansion. But his mansion had a longer history than all of these, uh, because they went ahead and turned his mansion into the German old folks' home in the 1950s. German old folks lived there, and they called them old folks' home. They didn't call them senior retirement centers or anything fancy. But uh, they stayed there into the 1960s, and then it became a parent center that had a daycare and a couple different things in it. This mansion had more than 60 rooms when it was finally torn down in the 80s, in the early 80s. And it was a pretty fancy place. Funny thing, Anna Wilson's mansion, A.D. Jones Mansion, the same same on Wart Street in the Coots Place neighborhood, it was only torn down in the early 80s too. So that's, that's wrecking ball has kept swinging North Omaha all this time. So that's five mansions that used to exist. Let me tell you about five that exist right now in North Omaha. They're tucked away. They're hidden into these corners and folks really don't know where to go to look. I'm going to shed some light on that right now. One of them is called the Brenner Mansion. Now, this one has my heart in it because, honestly, I grew up less than a mile away. Uh, this was right over on the intersection of Florence Boulevard, Florence Boulevard, North 24th Street. I call two Florence Boulevards right there because it turns from going a north-south street to becoming an east-west street for just a block, but it's still named Florence Boulevard. So the Brenner Mansion was the home of Tom Dennison. It's famous for being this house that Tom Dennison owned from 1918 to 1921. That's only three years. But there's so many tales surrounding this mansion. It's this gigantic uh, second, it's called second Spanish revival style. It's got these wide swooping uh, archways over the porch and uh, it has the drive-through roof for the car and all kinds of fanciness going on in it. But people are really fixated on the tunnels that go from the back of the house out into the cliff behind there where Tom Dennison reportedly did some pretty dead, um, we'll call them uh, dastardly deeds. The current homeowners have put a lot of love into this house and renovated it beautifully. You know, another mansion in North Omaha that's getting renovated right now, it's called the Smith Mansion, and it's over in the Gifford Park neighborhood. It's a three-story, neoclassical, white-on-white, beautiful goddess of a home. It's filled with original details, and its, land, its owners currently are working really hard to restore it to its natural state of being, which includes... The color green on the exterior. They're going to paint it green. All kinds of great stuff going on there. They tell the stories across uh, social media quite a bit. And I'd encourage anybody to look up the Smith Mansion. Very beautiful home. Gifford Park neighborhood today. You know, maybe the most famous mansion in or one of the most famous mansions in Omaha. Maybe the most famous mansion. It's called the Zabriskie Mansion. Uh, the Zabriskie Mansion's over in Bemis Park. And it's a beautiful Queen Anne style mansion that has a three-story flat roof turret on it. All kinds of wonderful East Lake detailing, nice spindly uh, columns and different details all around the exterior of the house. It's painted exquisitely in an original fashion that has three different colors on it, and it just pops. The whole thing is lovingly cared for. It's been in a state of restoration for a little while, and the owners there are very vocal about wanting to preserve it and keep it fancy and beautiful. You know, another mansion right there in the same neighborhood is the Mercer Mansion. And the Mercer Mansion's right at 40th and Coming. Same neighborhood approximately as the Zabriskie neighborhood. Um, but it's a gigantic brick building. Uh, with It's Queen Anne, but it has a different kind of flair to it. Uh, lots of geometric shapes and uh, different things that pop, including its tall tower. It's carved up into apartments and has been well cared for and is actually still owned by the Mercer family today. One of the last mansions, I have two more to mention. One is called the Lantry Mansion. It's on 36th Street in Florence. And it is beautiful. Nobody ever notices this house because it sits a little bit removed. It has a five-acre property around it. And the owners keep it to themselves, so to speak. 
but it's a very large house and it has a tall tower that looks out over the former town of Florence, today's neighborhood of Florence, and beautiful trees surrounding it. And it's just a wonderful looking house. And then last but not least is the Bay Mansion. The Bay Mansion sits right on Florence Boulevard in the Kuntz Place neighborhood. It is a beautiful Queen Anne style mansion, wraparound porch, all kinds of exquisite details, nice three-story tower with a beautiful top on it, like an onion dome top from uh, from Russia. I mean, it's just a marvelous place. It's been all kinds of different things in its life, including the home of a, a couple of wealthy men, and, and then eventually an old folks home for quite a while. Today, it's uh, privately held and it's well-maintained and just a glorious house that I recommend anybody take a look at. But that's some of the history of mansions in North Omaha, Steve. I think it's important to note these are still getting built today. They're still being maintained today. And there's still a lot to look at right now, as well as reading the history of them, both in my books and on the website. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.